we reduced sales, but we still had to had to make it so that in the middle of the night, if a squall came, the wind would hit the boat on increased velocity and we could sail through that. Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise with your host, attorney turned alchemist, Don Fleming. Welcome to the July episode of Taking Command with Captain Tom. Since July is when Independence Day is celebrated in the United States, and that happens to be where we are, our topic for today is freedom from fear. Thank you, Captain Tom, for being here with us. You're welcome. Glad to be here. (laughs) So I thought we would start out with a story uh, that we may have referenced before, I may have, but... Oftentimes, um, people have asked, you know, out of the, I don't know, I lost track, seven, 8,000 nautical miles that we've sailed since we left California in 2010, what was the scariest moment? And I don't know about you, but I think back to when we moved the boat from Panama City, Florida to Punta Gorda, the Gulf of Mexico. Yes. Uh-huh. Actually, there were a couple other times that were maybe a little scary too, but that one sticks in my mind. I agree. Um, it was, uh, we were, uh, we didn't realize how shallow the water was coming across and uh, that that time of year, but we really had to move the boat then. We had already moved our household goods uh, down to Punta Gorda and we and we had to get the, the boat out of uh, Panama City. And so it was, uh, we didn't have a lot of choices. And also the other issue is um, the tides. We had to get go out at a certain high tide to get out and so we didn't have a lot of choices but uh it was it was quite a journey it wasn't a long journey what was that no it was just a um two overnights i think we talked about stopping in tampa bay and but it was sort of out of the way with the you know straightest or shortest distance between two points is a straight line so cutting across the gulf was was going to get us there the quickest way we thought that would limit our exposure and um, it was not what we expected. We we had a decent weather window, but the problem is at that time of year, there's these pop-up thunderstorms and they're just not predicted. Yes. And we went, we even had a full moon, which is why we had a high tide, right? Uh-huh. Those are related. And so we thought, oh, we'll have this big light um, from above shining so we'll be able to see. And sure. that didn't work out that well. Yeah. So, um, so what we did when, uh, when we had daylight, uh, we could, uh, see the, see the, the squalls coming, uh, and the lightning. And, but, uh, at night it was a little different. So we had to set the boat up so that, um, at night, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't go up on deck and adjust the sails. So we had to have the sails, we re- reduced sails. So, but we still had to, had to make it so that, in the middle of the night, if a squall came, the wind would hit the boat at increased velocity, and we could sail through that. So, yeah, it was interesting. But I remember, you know, we couldn't see the horizon. It was so rough. Um, the waves were huge. We couldn't see them. We couldn't see anything coming. And I remember... Um, sort of getting vertigo. I don't get seasick, yeah. but mm-hmm. when you can't see the horizon, you we didn't even know. I mean, if the boat was going straight down or straight up, 
it was very disorienting. And I think that was um, part of why it was the scariest part of the journey. A little spooky. Right? Yeah. So we um, we made it, yeah. and uh, we're very happy to get into port. We we actually just got in. There was another great big storm coming behind us. Remember, yes. as soon as we tied well, up, knew, yeah. you could see it. It's like, come on, quick, get in the house, and it just the skies opened up again. So that was um, that was a July storm um, yeah. when we moved the the boat, and so that move across the across the Gulf. And one of the things that happens is. Um, when you're uh, the Gulf is shallow up in some areas, and we actually we were sa- had sailed almost three quarters of a day, and we looked up ahead and we saw breaking waves out there. It was so shallow we had to sail around, further out, uh, yeah, further out to get around um, a shoal that was you know Port St. Joe, yeah, out, so was, uh, out by there, yeah. So the you, and so we had to really be careful about we had enough water in certain areas. So that was uh, another interesting. Uh, aspect of it. So from a, a practical standpoint, what we wanted to share with you is kind of a, a few concepts. Sailing is a sport where self-sufficiency and independence are really required. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now in the United States, it is possible to call vessel assist but oftentimes, if you're in a situation like that, like they're not going to come and rescue you. They're not going to come. A helicopter can't fly in those conditions. So you're really on your own. And so we wanted to share with you uh, kind of some strategies that we use as sailors that are also applicable in life. Uh, because there are times, you know, when when we have to be independent as well, self-sufficient. And yet there are certain strategies that you can uh, employ to improve your odds to to make things better and and the first one we've we've talked about this a little bit before but is really to inform and educate yourself yeah i would agree to to um plot a course execute that course and um and have some leeway for if if things change weather changes whatnot but uh yeah so that was but i mean just in general i mean you you you, um sadly we just heard a story recently there was a somebody that just bought a brand new sailboat in punta gorda florida and sailed down to the island we were on facebook and this nice looking 38 foot boat a little bit smaller than ours Washed up on the rocks on the Caribbean side, ran aground, and we didn't hear the whole story about it, but it was basically a navigational error is what I, uh, what I read on the the post. So, you know, one wonders how informed, how educated the new owner was. We've seen that many times before people just jump on a boat. They don't know anything about sailing and whether they fell asleep um, it, there's so many different yeah. possibilities, but there are, uh, certain things that you can do. And, and sort of the, uh, corollary with that is to make smart choices. And in our case, in, in this analogy, we left on the Baja Haha with 165 other boats. When we left California, we didn't leave by ourselves. We had crew with us. We did engage in flotillas going with other people, um, in certain parts of our journey. And so those are all things I think that are applicable sure. in life, right? Yeah. When it comes to making smart choices, um, different things you can do, uh, whether this gentleman who purchased this boat uh, maybe should have hired a captain, a licensed captain who was familiar with the waters. But those are some of the strategies. 
We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com, www.castillito. C-A-R-I-B-E dot com. We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans, and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. Well, we had some friends who uh, I talked to uh, who bought a that's a guy bought a boat up in uh, San Augustine, and uh, they were going to sail it down. Well, did you did you go out and 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 do some uh, sea trials with it and make sure everything? No, we haven't got time. And when we bought our boat in two thousand, well, that was not our first boat, but we when we bought the big boat in two thousand six, uh, we sailed it for four years, all the time. To learn the boat, if it's going to break down, it's going to break down out at sea. And we we had some problems. We had some breakdowns. Yeah. We had many breakdowns, but we were close to home. Yeah, we had vessel assist. We had people that we could call, uh, you know, dockmates, mm-hmm. what have you, that could assist us. And so those making smart choices, mm-hmm. particularly when it's something you've never done before, you're unfamiliar with. I mean, there's there's books you can read. There's people you can <laughs> talk to, right? We talked about that before. You yeah. like to read these books of these disasters at seas. So you would, if I read them, they'd scare the crap out of me, but, and I probably wouldn't go. But uh, the third thing, and I think this is really, really important, is having a protection mindset. And what I mean by that is there's, uh, I did this in Panama City, and um, I don't know if this is why we arrived safe or not. Um, So far, so good. Knock on wood here. Um, It's working. But that is is something I learned years ago. I don't even remember how I Googled it to see what the origin of it is. But it's this spiritual practice that many people do. And I do it too. I adopted it years ago, and it served me well. And that is to imagine a bubble of white light surrounding you and it is basically uh also it involves a prayer for uh keeping you safe and keeping negative forces away from you and i do this i did it in panama city i do it with the sailboat we go out on the sailboat i i did it when we um Mm-hmm. Got lost at sea. We'll we'll do a whole podcast episode on yeah. that um, next month, I think, um, or the month after. We'll 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 tell you about our angels. That's a whole nother story. Keep you hanging on that. But I did put the bubble of white light around us. Now, granted, we had some some problems, but we at the end of the day, we were safe. 
The sure. boat was safe. Um, nobody was hurt. Nothing was lost. Um, except pride a little bit, um, I think. But <laughs> at a eight millimeter kidney stone, um, uh-huh. got lost. <laughs> but at any rate, that uh, is also what I did. We just recently. It's not that you can you can't eliminate fear. You 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 might. It's it's a it's an instinct that can serve us. And you know, talk about that listening to that little voice, right? Mm-hmm. That's the other yeah. piece of it is is listening to that inner voice. Um, in, in terms of the smart cho- choices, what we were talking about before, that's right. one of them, right? Yeah. If if you're walking by a dark alley and a little voice says, "Don't go down that alley," well, like for God's sake, don't go down that alley, right? Have I have I told about the my little voice and with my motorcycle? I, I, I think you have. Yeah, okay. you put the motorcycle back in the garage. You know, you go out there to, to go for a ride, and and there's something that that says, voice. Oh, listen "Today's to voice. not a good day." Don't go, right? Just go back in, watch football, whatever. <laughs> Maybe yeah. the next day yeah. will be better. That voice is there it's, to It is help there you. for protection. So the fear, it's not that you eliminate fear. It's just you're free from being controlled by the fear. And how you can do that is really, like I said, asking for protection, calling in the positive forces. Because we're all energy and, and you, you know, I talk about that in the book. And yeah. of course, you've talked about that before. That that it's true. We attra- like attracts like, and so if you're putting out this vibe of protection and um, mm-hmm. you're making smart choices to go along, you're not putting yourself in harm's way. Um, you're you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and we did that when we left. People thought we were nuts driving from Cancun to Minneapolis. Um, arriving this month, and and people would say, "Oh, weren't you afraid?" And honestly, we really weren't. No, we were never. The whole time, we were never felt uncomfortable. Right. Uh, you know. Right, uh, and we did exactly. We educated ourselves. We, we asked talked for to ask for advice. We we got help with the the route. We didn't just go on Google Maps and follow what they gave us because that ter- would have turned out to be a very dangerous route. Mm-hmm. The way that was recommended. So we went on the toll roads. We did not drive at night. Um, and we so we kind of followed our own advice. Um, we weren't really able to go with others because we were, you know, we didn't have a, a caravan, although that is a possibility. If we would have felt like that was necessary, we would have done that. Um, there are certain parts of Mexico where that's um, advised, but we were fine uh, with that. And so it's. Uh, and and we were we've been asked you know are are you uh, afraid in Mexico are are you concerned and really we're not our biggest uh, fears were speed bumps and potholes yeah <laughs> you'll be going seventy miles an hour and I look up ahead that's a speed bump <laughs> on the brake and that honestly that's why you don't drive at night you it's know. not that there's banditos waiting around the corner no. it's that there might be a bicycle without lights on the road um you yeah, know yeah. or a cow or you know things like that that's why you don't drive at night yeah and um, we rarely we rarely even uh, when i was driving and don was uh, navigating she rarely closed her eyes because you almost need two sets of eyes to, to pay attention to, pay attention to, to everything. The, the speed bumps or signage or what have you. So it uh, it's really it's a it's team effort. Possible, well, yeah. And well, you always have been team effort. You know? So you know, think about how you can kind of implement those um, things in your life. The you know, educating yourself, making smart choices, and then asking for that protection and expecting it. I think expectancy has a big 
part of it. You get what you expect. And mm-hmm. we didn't expect to run into any problems. We expected to be safe. We expected that, you know, our journey would be successful. Yes. And it was. So um, don't live your life in fear. Get free from it. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.